Hi, thank you so much for being here today. Um, can you just introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, so um, hi, my name is Stephanie. Um, I am a rising junior in high school. I live in um, Orange County, California, and I am the founder of Dear Asian Youth, which is basically an organization that works to empower Asian youth, increase civic engagement through education, but also simultaneously recognize some of the faults in our community, like um, the anti-Blackness and the stigma surrounding uh, mental illness. That's great, thank you. So could you just give like a little brief about how quarantine has been for you the past months and just how it's been for you mentally, emotionally, anything mm -hmm. like that? Yeah, so, um, I guess like, oh my gosh, my family is super strict about quarantine. Yeah, same here. Um, yeah. My I maybe saw my friends like two times, but that's because it was like business related. It was for like, um, like a project that we had to work on. Um, it's to the point that like, if we walk on the streets, like barefoot or whatever, if we like go to the, if we go to the beach, it's going to be at 12 a.m. Um, yeah. And if we go to the beach, when we come back, we have to like, scrub our feet clean or whatever because the sand might have her <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get that I get that literally honestly I have been attending so many calls mm -hmm. um, and I've been meeting so many new people through my organization mm -hmm. so it hasn't been too lonely even though I haven't like had human contact in, like yeah much but um Overall, I'm doing fine, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, so like with the whole thing starting up Dear Asian Youth, like was that just mainly to have a sense of community, just like to build that during this like lonely, isolated time? Or is it just like, like what was the need or like want with that? Yeah, so I'd say that it's definitely that, that, um, you know, there was that kind of sense of um, the like increasing xenophobia, mm -hmm. um, against Asian Americans, specifically East Asians, that kind of prompted me to um, build a community that would focus on Asian-related issues that, you know, I don't often see um, being represented in the media, and also just years of kind of experience that built up, like my own experience, my friend's experience, that kind of built up into the desire to make such an organization. Yeah, I mean, I've been lucky enough, like, I feel like LA is somewhat diverse compared to, like, the other millions of places in the world, but I've seen videos where horrible things are happening, like, this man in a restaurant, I don't know if you saw it, but, like, this man in a restaurant was being really rude to these, um, I'm pretty sure it was a Chinese family just telling them, just, like, you know, the common things, go back to your country, like, you don't belong here, get out, get out with your corona, and I've been lucky enough not to experience that, but you mentioned that you've had experiences and your friend has had experiences. So could you elaborate on that? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, it's like kind of um, at the beginning when like COVID first kind of made the news, right? So I'd say that's maybe like late January um, when the first cases kind of became public. Um, there was definitely a sense of like, I feel like at least 
among my friends who weren't Asians or my peers who weren't Asian that like, oh, this is happening in China. This is like, this doesn't really concern me. So yeah, let me just apply to us. Yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, like making jokes, like let's not go to Irvine, which if you know Irvine is very, very much like, it has a very high Asian population. And they would be like, let's not go to Irvine because there are so many Asians there. Um, but like in a joking way, that's not even funny. <laughs> like yeah, if you're like, crack uh, a joke, yeah. make it funny, you know? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> But um, definitely, yeah, so there was a sense of that. And um, I specifically remember, like, my one of my friends, they bought something from, like, Shein. Um, yeah, which is, yeah. I think, like, they... Um, Anti-Semitic and everything. <laughs> yeah, but um, they were definitely, like, they were saying that, like, oh, our shipment, like, your order from China isn't going to be shipped until later on. Yeah. Um, and then she was like, why, like, why are they being so slow? Like, they should just, just pick it up, just do it. I'm like, dude, there are literally people dying there. The entire economy is shut down. People are quarantined. Like, they can't yeah. just go out and work. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's the problem. It's not really mine, is it? Like, yeah. and then look at where we are now. So <laughs> Exactly. No, literally. When, um, I'm sure you can relate to this, but like, in Los Angeles when we got the notice it's like oh you guys are gonna be at home for like two weeks you know because like things are starting to like escalate we were just like oh it's gonna like blow over but then we're like like five months later I don't even know I'm not keeping track but five months later here we are so yeah I really relate to that but also um especially like with your Asian youth like with the like hate for Asian Americans like inclining and everything like I think that's really important and do you feel like that's created a change for your friends hopefully and like do they feel like maybe less vulnerable or even less like more safe hopefully because I've seen like a lot of violence against like Asian Americans or East Asian specifically. Mm -hmm. So yeah um I've definitely um at least like in my community or how I kind of feel like it's like after creating Dear Asian Youth there was this sense of community. We have over a hundred people on our team, but I feel like everyone is pretty close and we're like a little tight-knit family and we can kind of talk yeah. about anything that we want to. Oh, wait, I should probably say, yeah, I'm a part of Jew Asian you too. You uh, yeah. Literally, I literally love you, Stephanie, so much. Like the team is whole, so amazing. Like such a great community there. Like I can literally laugh with you guys and be productive. So yeah, I'm on the, I'm one of the podcast hosts, Jew Asian Girl, and check us out. We just had an episode with your college sis. So yeah, we do that. <laughs> that was a great episode. One of my favorite. I know. I, mean, I had so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So definitely, I think that um, after creating Dear Asian Youth, at least for me, there was a sense of like not being so alone, especially because yeah. I live in a predominantly white community and not just white, but also very conservative, very um, like Karen-esque. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, kind of having that, having Dear Asian Youth has really helped me through some yeah, of the it's really great. struggled with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I also know that your parents are living in China too, so like, what's that been like? Like, I, I actually don't, like, don't know much about the stats in China right now, but maybe you do, like, maybe you could just, you know, like, tell us about that. Yeah, so, um, well, I guess a little backstory would be yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I lived in upstate I was born in upstate New York and then I moved to China 
and then I lived in um, Taiwan, and then I um, lived on mainland China for a few years, actually. Um, I think it was like most of my life. Oh, wow. Um, and then I moved to California when I was in eighth grade, but that was just with, um, like, that was when I kind of said bye to my parents, packed my bags, and then moved to California. Um, was you know, there a specific reason? Like, yeah, so, um, like, at least in Chinese culture, there is a huge sense of, um, like, the importance of education. So yeah. that was really I get that reason. as a South Asian or Indian, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that was, like, a, that was the whole reason why we moved, is really just to, like, provide us with better, like, educational opportunities. So, um, yeah, so I moved here, and then my mom would actually visit me and my brother um, every so often, like maybe every two or three months. So it wasn't that bad. Um, but I didn't really get to see my dad. I would see him maybe like once or twice a year. Um, and then when Corona hit, they actually have their company in China. And then oh, when okay. Corona hit, like, uh, they were trying to get back to China because they came to visit us because mm -hmm. it was like a holiday in China and they came to visit us. They were staying with us, but then Corona came and they're like, shoot, we got to get back before like Trump seals the border. And like, you know, so then they rushed back. Um, that was late January and I haven't seen them since. Um, and it was a little bit difficult in the beginning because, you know, you like, like I mentioned at the beginning, there were so many jokes about like COVID or just people being like, yeah, just being very xenophobic, being like, I don't want to go to this area because there are a lot of Asian people or like, yeah, um, or like, oh, this is like the CCP's fault or so, something like that. And kind of like blaming the root of the problem on Chinese citizens and then making light of such a serious issue and yeah. kind of having my parents live in the epicenter of a pandemic of like of the virus at that moment was a little bit um hard for me and also I was just really shocked and disappointed in how other people reacted to the virus yeah. and I, I think that was when like xenophobia really just came out and I really like saw it face to face yeah it's just something like there's so many things like in the world that like you only see or think exists in the news or like you know in stories or movies but like then when you see in real life it's a huge shock and I can completely understand that yeah when your parents like oh well, first of all when you were a kid like what was that like emotionally mentally like not being able to have your parents 24 7 with you yeah so um I've always seen myself as a very, very independent person. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm like, I remember in sixth grade, I made an entire like PowerPoint on why um, I should go to boarding school. <laughs> so I, I love sixth grade. You. <laughs> so I've always been super independent, um, super like, like do it myself kind of person. But the move here was actually a little bit more difficult than I anticipated. Yeah. Um, it's because even though I like am technically an American citizen, I had spent most of my life in China going to an international school. So there was um, a huge culture shock as well as kind of like this sense of, oh my gosh, people are actually racist. Like I didn't know that, that <laughs> like this still yeah. exists. 
like whenever my my mom's a Singaporean citizen, right? And like we go there all the time because we have relatives there. And whenever I go there, like I feel so comfortable because first of all, everyone's like my height basically, and like I just feel like so like powerfully. But I'm just like yes, my people, right? And like literally, eight Asians are like you know the prime people there. Like we're the people, we're the majority, we're the ones like you could say with most power, I guess. And then, like, I can imagine, like, for you, just going to this white supremacist country, like, <laughs> so, yeah, just you can continue with what you were saying. Yeah, so, um, there was definitely a huge coach, culture shock, and just, like, wow, because my school's, like, Trump Nation. <laughs> it's, like, I thought this only was, like, in autos and like, Alabama, or, like, <laughs> no offense to it. <laughs> no offense to like listeners from Alabama or Georgia, but that was just kind of my imp- impression, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really shocked, um, and it was also pretty hard um, to find friends at first, mm-hmm. especially because like I felt like everyone already kind of had their own established groups, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I've known this person since we were babies." Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was hard at first, but. Um, I think that I have a really close relationship to my parents, especially my mother. Mm. So, um, yeah, she's, like, helped me through a lot of it. That's great. And then, like, like fast forward to, like, now this whole situation, what was, like, your, like, I'm imagining with your parents being in China, like, the stress or anxiety around that, like, how did you feel when you first, like, knew that they had to go back? Like, even, like, when they were there, like, how did you feel throughout all of that? Yeah, so um, I was definitely worried, um, not only for them, but also especially for my grandparents, because my entire family actually lives in China, like including my extended family, my um, grandparents on both sides, you know, some have health issues. So that was definitely a concern at first. And that was also another reason why I got so upset when my friends or my peers or classmates would make joke about Corona, because I'm like, my grandparents who are vulnerable literally live there and you're making yeah. judgment, you know so um yeah it was definitely a little bit hard at first but then the tables turned and <laughs> yeah. we're now living in the epicenter of the pandemic so. yeah <laughs> I, I like I saw like things about you know the bombing in Lebanon and like these guys on TikTok were like making fun of it like I don't know trying to like intimidate not intimidate the imitate the um explosion or something i'm just like there are literally people even in america whose like relatives are there and could be affected so yeah mm-hmm. i feel like like we said we mentioned this earlier but there are people who like like even like okay just it's just human nature to not care about things that don't directly affect us and we think it's such a big issue that's like so far away can never really be directed towards us or change the course of our lives but it's not exactly true like there's so much so many things that can go out of hand yeah. yeah and especially like living in a country where Trump calls it the Chinese virus like forget like the people in school like you know peers or, like you know classmates that like jokingly so-called jokingly say that but like to have the leader of our country create that sort of like you know stereotype or create that what's it called there's a word there's a word like you know wait. like a hostile environment yeah exactly yeah, so, like, how do you feel about that whole situation? Yeah, so, um, I was just, like, when he said, like, oh, the Chinese virus, like, Kung flu, I was, like, what the hell? Just call it 
COVID-19, call it coronavirus, call it by its name. Why do you have to? Because in a country where Asian Americans are already seen as the other, as foreign, as never really truly American, as seen by like the constant questions of where are you really from? Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, oh, God, yeah. Oh, wow. Like, we're already not seen as Americans. And when you call it the Chinese virus or Kung flu, it effectively kind of um, pits us against other Americans and then makes us seen as like foreigners, as the physical embodiment of the disease. So that was just like, what the hell? And then to, to go on Instagram and see like people and like go on posts that say like, oh, Trump, don't call it the Chinese virus and then see my own classmates in the comments being like, what do you mean? That's where it's from. I'm like, it was just pretty shocking to me. And also yeah. a, like a wake up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, we're just always gaslighted for our problems. Like model my own myth. Like we mentioned that so much, but it's literally like the root of so many problems. Like we're seen as the ones with like the most brains, like therefore careers and like jobs make it easier for us but no we're like put into that stereotype of oh we can just do coding you know like i'm indeed right? like just surgeons you know i'm gonna be a heart surgeon when i grow up like those comments even from your own parents because like that's the standard right so it's just kind of interesting seeing how it can literally put people who like should be on the same side against each other and like do you have anything to like you know say on that like how stereotypes are created for asians or just east asian americans mm-hmm yeah so um definitely when i moved here there was a big stereotype that like you know like if i got good grades it would only because be because i was asian and not because of my hard work um and then everyone's like oh like aren't like don't you want to be a doctor i'm like no have no interest in anything stem related can't do stem hate math you don't understand. <laughs> I botched this year at math. You don't understand. Like, literally, so bad. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My child is, is plagued by memories of, like, me crying. Yes, <laughs> like, 10 p.m. Like, I just want to get it done. Oh, my God. Yes, literally. But, yeah, yeah there's definitely, like, a huge stereotype surrounding that. Um, and also just, like, dog jokes, which is, like, so overused and just – like you're still on that come on come up with something be creative at least yeah yeah like be something i haven't heard of before exactly but, like for me it's freaking like curry i mean really like that's the best you can do like okay sure sure whatever yeah i mean i don't know just the whole thing is really crazy and is there like anything else you want to add or like you know talk about as well um let's see well, I guess I can do a little bit of a self promo. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so um, as like we mentioned, um, Nana is also part of Dear Asian Youth as um a podcast host for a podcast, Dear Asian Girl. Um, we kind of talk about various issues like the model minority myth. We talk about representation of Asians in the media. Um, most recently we talked about kind of like the struggles of being a first generation American and going to college and the, um, the barriers that you face. We should talk about that. Okay, let's go, let's circle back to that later, but like finish your promo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and let's see what else. Um, Dear Asian Youth, we do a lot of like 
our organization is literature based. So we come out with articles, prose, poetry, pretty much every single day. And then we post like multiple pieces of literature a day. Um, and yeah, if you guys like um, kind of want to check us out, um, our Instagram is Dear Asian Youth. And um, you can find our website at DearAsianYouth.org. Great. <laughs> okay, no, no. no. <laughs> So I know you're a rising junior and college definitely is probably on your mind. So as a first gen student, Asian American in America, wait, fuck, let me redo that. <laughs> Asian American in America. No, no. Okay, wait. <laughs> okay. So I know you're a rising junior and college definitely will be on your mind. So what's it been like applying to colleges during this pandemic as well with so many unexpected twists and turns and as an Asian American? Yeah, so um, I actually haven't applied to colleges yet because that would be reserved for my um, summer from junior to senior year. But um, I, it's definitely been a little bit stressful because I, I know that like, uh, like what I'm about to say, um, it's like really stressful seeing all these people do really great things during quarantine. But I get and, that. I get that though. <laughs> like. Um, okay, wait, what? you can't talk. You created Duration You. Like, literally, I, it's <laughs> blowing up. So, don't even talk. You're doing amazing things. Like, I swear. Thank you. But, oh my gosh, it's just kind of like, you know, that constant comparison. And then college is 24-7 on my mind. I've been watching, like, college reaction videos <laughs> since I was already in sixth grade. Had my dream school. Why is that me, though? <laughs> oh, God. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so bad. Like, I need to reel it back. Mm -hmm. and kind of yeah. chill but um definitely I think maybe that's also like pressure as an Asian American um to get into a good college but yeah that has literally always been on my mind and part of me when I was like I don't know younger maybe early middle school I was like happy to be Asian because you know like I thought like you know being seen as a smart would do like wonders for me you know positive stuff and then like affirmative action, you know, like, oh, they're going to like, you know, want an Indian in their college. So like, it's going to work. But then I like learn more things and I'm like, oh, but like, like I read this one article by Dear Asian Youth, another promo. <laughs> and it was like about the BIPOC community and college and how like you're, you have to be at exceptionally higher standards compared to like, you know, the white population in terms of like SAT, ACT scores or whatever extracurriculars you're doing. And it just like, I don't know, it may be really disheartened because college like as an Asian like you know daughter like my parents always like college is your way to succeed you know this is your future the foundation and it's just such it's just like portrayed to me as the most important thing I could like work towards too and like yeah it does help me do things like you know this podcast which should hopefully like help some people in terms of you know realizing racism is real or like you know the true like detrimental effects of coronavirus but like part of myself is also just doing this for like that social justice look on my application, you know, like, like, I'm passionate about something, which is, like, really horrible and not ethical to do, but it is, like, a part of me and a part of what like, some people do. Maybe not you, but, like, you know, other people who have created or, like, be, been a part of social justice. Have you ever felt that way or experienced that? Yeah, I definitely get that. I think that at least, like, early on in my high school career, um, I did some things just for the college app, you know, mm -hmm. like, for example, like, not to say that, like, oh, this is going to sound bad, but, like, <laughs> service stuff I would do, it's, like, because I want to get those hours, 
you know, Um, but not necessarily because I was passionate about that specific service. Um, Even though like obviously community service is good, but when your heart isn't in it, like you really don't maximize the amount of good that you can do. So um, I think that it's really important to um, kind of find something that you really, really love and enjoy. And for that, for me, that's been social justice. And for me, that's been writing and um, like poetry and kind of leading my own team that I've, um, I think is, I'm very passionate about. And, and, you know, simultaneously, I think that um, hopefully that can help me along my college app process as well. But at the end of the day, I think that I truly believe that like if, for example, for some reason I wasn't able to go to college that I would still be, still be doing Dear Asian Youth. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. All right. Well, if there's like anything else you want to add about how this like whole recent experiences has been like, like just meant any mental changes for you or like, you know, maybe advice you have to offer to fellow East Asian Americans, East Asian Americans, just like any final thoughts? Yeah, so um, final thoughts and advice. Let's see. Um, I think that, you know, this can be a very, very uncertain time, especially for um, a lot of, like, Asian girls who are going through, like, who are experiencing xenophobia, and then also that aspect of, like, applying to colleges, but not really knowing what to do. And everything is very, very unfamiliar. Um, and quite frankly, it's it's very scary. But I think that, um, for me, what's helped personally is finding that community. Whether, like, that community can just be, like, a couple of your friends or or it can be, like, your own family. But finding people that you can really rely on and talk to about issues that affect um you both like that affect the both of you similarly I think that having that you know person to fall back on is has been very helpful for me personally and I think that you know that's something that we can we all need oh that's great thank you for that I wish my like younger self heard that all right well thank you so much for being here and um hope that everyone watching this enjoyed this episode Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. That was great. Cool. Okay. This is so cool. Like, do, oh my God, thank you. you. Okay, no, it's like a summer product thing. So I literally, okay, oh, there's like a whole storyline. Like I started, what, July? And then, no, no, maybe not July, like late July, right? And like, then my mom had a freaking psychology course because like she's starting to be a psychologist now, which is like really good for her and everything. But like, she used my computer for a month. So like, it was so hard, like for like Dear Asian Youth stuff or like, I, I tutor, right? Like maybe, I don't know, like 20 hours a week, maybe, maybe. Like, I don't know, I don't count. But like, I had to do all that stuff on my phone and it was just like rough. So I did pause this, but like now I'm getting started and I'm going like, full out in August so like you're my what fourth interview yeah I'm also inter- I'm literally interviewing Jen after this <gasps> I know yeah Jerry oh, Jimmy Central about- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah talking about that's so cool I know honestly it's really fun though like I feel pretentious because like I'm in my dad's freaking studio so I'm just like hi I'm 14 and I'm like doing this shit <laughs> but like yeah I don't know again college apps like literally I'm such a hypocrite <laughs> <laughs> but yeah 
that's that. Wait, I have a question. Are you a rising freshman or sophomore? Rising freshman. Bruh, you're doing great things. Thank Holy you. Shit. Thank you. Like, literally. You're ahead of the game. <laughs> Thank you. That means so much. I feel like it's going to flop, though. It's, like, kind of oh, scary. Oh kind of scary. Like, when it comes out, please, like, promote it. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> Thank you. I literally appreciate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me start recording because like editing me is going to be so annoyed. <laughs>